Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello, D-Aliens. This is Mraz, your executive producer of the DA Show. Yeah, I'm going to say sidekick on the DA Show, and we all know the king of all work ethic. This right here, this is the best of today's DA Show. Listen up. Happy Thursday, North America. The mothership has connected from Honolulu to Nova Scotia, from the ocean to the lakes. Kalamazoo to Waterloo. Wait, are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. We're coming to you live from the CBS Sports Radio studios where Kevin Wall, for some reason, is tucked in his shirt into his pants today. It's Mraz. It's bogish. On a thirsty Thursday is D.A. is making salmon in the smoker, watching his, watching his young child and set to return in about four days. But it's an NBA Finals game one kind of day. Hello, Bogey. Shawnee, hello. Uh, it begs the question from our fearless leader. He has time for a multi-hour smoke of, I don't know, rainbow trout, lake trout, but he can't come host a radio show? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting decision. Interesting time allotment. He does a rainbow trout the same day Mike Trout homers oh. for the Angels last night. Yesterday afternoon. Okay. All right. Well, we got a fun show coming up, folks. Let's have some fun today. We made it. We got to game one. Here we are. We got to game one. So we're going to go in-depth as much as we can and bleed every drop of blood from angles on this NBA Finals here. And tomorrow morning, of course, we will have full reaction on a Target Demo Friday. Another reminder, audio only still. I believe next week we get back to seeing the Wizard of Watch DA and Cap. So on Twitter, at CBS at Andrew Bogus. Let us know who you're toasting today with some Booskies. And what, uh, what's making you happy today? We will discuss whether Pop-Tarts are back as a snack. Peter Schwartz couldn't wait to alert me that that became the new name of the Cheez-It Bowl yesterday. Uh, has Oakland A's security given up? They may have given up before DA's given up on saving Oakland A's baseball. Uh, is Saquon Barkley, hmm, as he holds out still, not at OTAs, should the Giants simply just pay him already and bid against themselves? Somebody who I really respect and really smart made this case, and it makes no sense. So we will dissect that. Plus, is Matthew Slater right in calling out the NFL's BS? And Gerald Brown, how about this? Kevin Wall's thumbs are working. We got to guess that in the final hour of the show, he's waving the banner. He's all pumped up. Billy Jock alone with us as well. He's smiling and waving. Before we get started, it did remind me, Kevin Wall yesterday on Instagram, kwall fifty one. Uh, is, I think, he posts, uh, you know, a little banter with us, a little screen grab bogues on his uh, Instagram story. It dawned on me that when DA is out, they strip down almost all DA show imaging mm. on the local apps, and they just put that CBS Sports Radio is on mm. as if we don't talk with each other on the DA show regularly when DA's here. Right. I like, wonder if that's is, a DA call. And this is still the DA show. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... Because that's always been a pet peeve of mine in the business when, like, somebody fills in for a regular show and they, like, try to make it their show. But it's you're doing somebody else's show. Like, this is still the DA show. But we're also technically not doing somebody else's show. Right. Like, yes, DA is not here. There are actually a lot of shows in America where, like, the the lead host's name is the name of the show and they have a cast of characters that we are. We are the characters, if you will. Right. Like, when Dan Patrick is off, it's still the Dan Patrick show. Right. Odd that uh, – very odd. I found that odd when I saw Will Post that and I did a little deep dive. I was like, yeah, you just post CBS Sports Radio. Or is that a cap problem? I don't know. We're going to have to talk to people next week. I, I don't think that's right. I did. I have noticed that when sometimes DA posts clips of the show, he doesn't always tag us in them, which then doesn't allow yeah. us to share them as easily yeah. as we'd like to. We might be an embarrassment, That's which fair. these next four hours might provide. At least one of us. Yes. At Mraz, CBS, at Andrew Bokish. All right. 
I cannot believe, or I should believe, that this is still a storyline, but maybe there is real credence to it. The Denver Nuggets chasing their first NBA title, joining the NBA. The NBA being the National Basketball Association. The questions won't stop being asked. Eric Spolstra is now having fun with them. Will thin air be a huge difference in the NBA Finals? It's where we begin. It's your cold open. We're not even getting into any of that stuff. Uh, our guys are in great shape. They're ready to compete. Uh, if uh, Denver wants to tip this thing off at the top of uh, Everest, we'll do that. Um, wow. This thing is going to be decided between the four lines. Uh, you know, they also got to come back to Miami if we want to make it a, a, about that. We'll turn off the air conditioning. They got to play in uh, 90 degree uh, humidity. This thing is going to be decided between those four lines. Um, and we'll decide it then. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes! It's your cold open. All right, that voice you heard, of course, is Eric Spolstra. And you learned all you need to know about whether Eric Spolstra is fun to hang out with. He's not. Because I think he was clearly kidding about turning off the air conditioning, but can I get a chuckle out of you after? Like, your tongue-in-cheek makes it sound so serious. We think he was kidding, right? Well, I mean, I think he was being sarcastic. I don't think they're actually going to do it, but it was more dismissive of the idea that they're not going to be bothered by the altitude. Yes. So he didn't. I don't think he really meant it, but it wasn't a full-on joke. So we need to ask, though, Bogus, Bogus, in all seriousness, this is going to be the first time the Nuggets have home court advantage in the NBA Finals. I mean, let's be honest. The Nuggets have been a franchise. You know, they had that little run of Carmelo to a West Final. But they have not exactly been a star-studded franchise for years and years and years. This is clearly their best opportunity to raise a banner. So the easy answer would be, if thin air was such a big difference, why have the Nuggets not been here before and not won titles frequently whenever they're in the playoffs? But you still need talent. So it's not the end-all, be-all. But these are dem facts, if you will, as the kids say, Bogues. Do they say that? Yes. Joe Pompliano tweeted this yesterday. The Denver Nuggets Arena is 5,280 feet above sea level, providing a real home court advantage. The Nuggets' all-time winning percentage at home is 652. On the road, it's 350. That's the largest difference between home and away win percentages for any active franchise in NBA history. The next closest being, by a wide margin, the Utah Jazz. And then it completely plummets down to a basically almost even yeah. Oklahoma City. So, I mean, and what, what does Utah have? A lot of mountains as well. I mean, also weird nightlife. But nonetheless, it's real. They're real and they're spectacular. The thin air has to be the reason for that. I can I can think of no other reason. It's not as if every team's going to get bombed at the Coors Light Brewery <laughs> before the game. So the question, though, is now that you get to an NBA Finals, how big a difference does it make when you have potentially four of those games in your building? I don't see how it doesn't play a factor, especially in these first two games. Um, I think Eric Spolstra said what he said yesterday to try and fighting in the face of science and history like he's just trying to mentally get his guys through what's coming because they didn't have enough time to get there and really get themselves acclimated it's a real thing and so maybe it only applies to tonight and maybe it only applies for a portion of tonight but it's also another thing I'll, I'll give you is that the Nuggets have won they've played four or they played eight home games yeah. so far this postseason so that's eight fourth quarters They've won six of those fourth quarters in head-to-head scoring Okay, with the idea being the other team is fading and the other team can't get to the finish line the way the Nuggets can because they're used to playing in Denver. And I think it's important for this series, depending on how close you want to put these two teams, like you're looking for kind of tiebreakers and a tiebreaker might be the Nuggets having the lung capacity basically to get through Right. Four quarters of game one and game two. And remember, had the Celtics won the Celtics, this game one would have been in Boston. Correct. Because of that. So that's a big deal. So, I, I mean, just to clarify any confusion, the confusion could be if this is such a wide gap, why why have the Nuggets not been NBA champions before? I think when you combine the fact that now Jamal Murray's healthy, because remember, he hasn't been healthy these last couple postseason right. runs. In the bubble, it wasn't in Denver. The idea that they essentially have two 
well, one really mega MVP best player in the league star and another very good star. I, I also think that if the thin air proves to be this big a difference in the NBA Finals and these two specifically with obviously the, the parts around them, Gordon, Porter, I, I mean, this could be the start of a little something here for Denver because if they're constantly getting home court and constantly there and they have that to swing their way, I mean, that's a big deal. presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, all right, all right. Your first piece of audio of the day. Nuggets head coach Michael Malone. He's got an interesting comp for the Joker. He's not trying to be something he's not. He's not trying to create a narrative other than I'm the Jokic. I play for the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to do everything I can to help our team win. And I'm going to do it with class. I'm going to do it with professionalism. And I'm never going to make it about me. Tim Duncan was a selfless superstar. And I, I look at Nicole Jokic in the same vein. I think Nicole Jokic is a truly selfless superstar where it's not about him. He's not looking for people to look, look at me, tell me how great I am. He's almost embarrassed by the attention. He just wants to be one of the guys in the locker room, have fun, work hard, and win. I like that comp. comp. Mike's got to be on. He is a quieter kind of reserve star. Although, let's be honest, there is a little more spunk and anger on the court than Duncan should. I mean, Duncan gave us nothing, which is fine. At I, least with Jokic, there's some jokes after games, post-game, pre-game conversations. He's got his two brothers hanging around, too. Yeah. And we're going to get to them this morning as they well. They scare me. So, I mean, he's got, he has got he doesn't have a lot, but he's got more juice than Duncan did. I think the difference is, or the comparison really, is San Antonio and Denver. I mean, the cities line up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just they're not, like, big-time cities yeah. where we're, you know, unless you're there seeing them every day. I like the comp. Yeah, because in general, it's true. I mean, yeah. that's that's part of why that's most of the Duncan allure, and that's where Jokic is right now is that he's not out there stomping his feet, making a you know he just plays basketball and plays it really well, and they win, and maybe now they'll start adding championships, and he can get even better comparison to Duncan. Uh, let's jump to the NFL. We have had well, more. Uh, oh, oh, hold on. Speaking of Duncan, you're going to be dunking your nuggets into some barbecue sauce. We've had more than one conversation uh, about Jimmy Garoppolo and that foot and the future of the Raiders quarterback position. And connected to that is Tom Brady being a part owner of said Raiders, theoretically making it easy for TB12 to become the Raiders QB if necessary. Here's Troy Aikman on that possibility. I don't want to speak for Tom. I, I wouldn't rule anything out. He, right. he obviously, you know, uh, has a relationship with the head coach. Uh, he knows the offense. He'll keep himself in great shape. Uh, I'm a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan, so I'm really pulling for him. But I, you know, I, I would bet that just nothing's off the table as far as you know what may occur during the season or or what Tom's role may be. Uh, I think he's done playing, but you you just never know. Those things kind of just happen out of nowhere. You don't really predict them or plan for them, but. Uh, I know he doesn't. He, I, well, I don't know, but I'm sure he doesn't want to talk about those things. Right. Uh, but everybody else can. I love this. I, there's maybe two percent possibility <laughs> of this happening, but it's got to be on the table until <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's left foot survives a physical and he plays a game, and there's no need to replace him. Now it would be <laughs> next to impossible for Brady to play as Raider owner. Yeah. And again, he's more investor than owner. He only he just gave money. He has no say over anything, which is why I guess he would have been allowed to still work for Fox. He has, he can't he's not in on meetings deciding whether they should sign Jimmy Garoppolo or not, but he's there clearly has a relationship with Mark Davis. So, if the need arose and right the the lines of communication are already there, why wouldn't Davis just check with Tom? If he wanted to play from his current position as owner slash investor, he needed every other team to say yes to that. And you said there's like a basically a fifty million dollar cap penalty. Yes, that's just a, noted. A hurdle to make these things impossible. But no one has explained how easy it would be for Braid to become a former owner of the Raiders and therefore avoid all of that and just play. Yes, so first of all, Bogus and I behind the scenes 
probably couldn't have two polar opposite feelings on the Brady returning and Raider thing. Bogues is so intrigued by it. He's so all in. And I'm so over it. I'm so over Tom Brady rumors of Tom Brady playing just stay retired. But Bogues wants it to happen. But to Bogues' point, we were discussing this pre-show. This is not a Jackie Moon Tropic Thunder situation. Unfortunately. Uh, not Tropic Thunder. What or Roger Dorn. What the heck's the name of the movie? Why am I for? What's not Tropic Thunder? No. Um, Semi-Pro. The what's team the is the Tropics. Tropics. That's why. The Flynn Tropics. Yeah. This is not a Jackie Moon Flint where you can't own the team and just go play. There is a $50 million salary cap penalty, of which your team is pretty set. It would be hard to relieve yourself if you play for a team you own. That's your way of protecting against that happening uh, is an enormous cap penalty. So he would have to pull back investments. But as I point out to Bogues, there's a lot of paperwork and millions of dollars involved here. This isn't your wife sending you with a receipt to return an ottoman at Kohl's because you ordered it on Amazon. I mean, this is like... A, a lot to do. I don't think if Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, we could get the necessarily, like, everything done and Brady's on the field in four days quarterback on the Raiders. No, but, like, if they knew now that Garoppolo's foot was, like, crumbling, could they have this figured out in time for training camp? Yeah, but, by the way, they knew Garoppolo's foot was crumbling in March, and since then, they've still allowed Brady to do an investment and buy it. I am normally not this guy, and it probably is not even the 2% chance I just gave it. But I'm going to keep this alive until there's no reason to keep it alive. Okay. I mean, look, you dream. Dream on, dream on. Uh, More significant, did you see where Brady was recently? No. So all the fancy people are like in the French Riviera for the Con-Cannes movie festival that that happens every year. So then they all hop on crazy yachts and just sail around the Mediterranean or whatever. Oh, that's nice. And he was on a boat out there apparently... 30 people, including Leo DiCaprio. Oh. And I didn't... Leo's I didn't, going back on boats at the Titanic? Well, I didn't realize... I think he learned his lesson. Oh. Um, safety first. I think... I didn't know that Leo had like a five-year relationship with Giselle. Really? So the two of them, the one picture I saw, they're on either side of like the group shot. And I don't know if that's on purpose because like they... like. They want no part of each other. It was just, you know, what? that's just the way they lined up. Wow. But that's awkward, huh? That's pretty Leo DiCaprio of him. Caserta <laughs> loved it. Caserta loved it. Caserta, you secretly loved it, too. That was awful. Speaking of uh, Patriot quarterbacks I've heard enough of, Mac Jones says it's normal to work with Bill O'Brien. It's been really good. It's been normal. Um, I think everything he's done so far has been really good. I think the communication is the most important part um, and trust. I think it all starts with that when you're uh, with a new coach and um, he's done a great job in controlling the room. I feel like everyone's on the same page. Uh, just got to continue to do it. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we know that. And he's obviously had great experience in the NFL and at Alabama where I was at. So there's a lot of good stuff that we've talked about and I'm um, just looking forward to working with him. The only person who seemingly this offseason has taken more bows and more hugs in return than Kevin Wall, the CBS Sports Radio, is Bill O'Brien returning to the New England Patriots as the offensive coordinator. My goodness, you would have thought the Texans went on a four-year Super Bowl run the way that Bill O'Brien traded. Now, I understand he has the relationship with Mac Jones from coaching at Alabama, uh, and I understand that Bill O'Brien really pushed and butted heads and had no problem going at Tom Brady you know, back to the 07 Patriots days. Like, he... You know, Brady compliments him in, you know, Bill O'Brien was just hard-headed or thick-headed enough. But come on. I know that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia was a disaster. But, you know, Bogues, we've actually had interesting comps here around CBS Sports Radio. Just because one person is an outright disaster at their job (laughs) doesn't make other mediocre people at their job great as a result. True, um, but maybe this is where Bill O'Brien needs to be. Not running a team, not running the organization, just running an offense and helping Mac Jones be the best possible Mac Jones. Maybe Hmm. that's all. That's that's why it's normal. This is the way it's supposed to be. Not asking him to do too much. Return of the Mac. Because you can... You can wear sweatpants as an OC. You can't wear sweatpants as a head coach. You're right. No, you can. The joggers? Of course you can. can that, was a, that was a DA nod. Hey. Can I float something to you guys? Please. Is it possible that the Patriots are more unlikable now post-Tom Brady than they were with him? Uh, no. No, I'll tell you what. It's not that they're unlikable now. It's almost like you're at 
Oh, Shawnee, know the word here. Know the word. Come on. You're apathetic towards them? That's actually, I think, the... I think that's a hit. Wow. You got that one? 855-212-4227. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're toasting to the good life. I feel alive. Ah, ah, ah. We are feeling good and doing well. How many beers ago? Uh, probably a thousand. It's the DA Show's Thirsty Thursday. Celebrating with some booskies. Wow, I didn't know that. Giants have the longest preseason title odds at 50 to 1. It went very, very interesting. What? They were showing the preseason title odds just now. Sorry, then we'll get to Thirsty Thursday on like... I guess either the Nuggets or Heat are going to be up there for longest preseason title odds to win an NBA title. Oh, oh, okay. Um, and the lo- biggest long shot to ever win a championship of the four major sports were the 2007 Giants at 50-1 to preseason. Interesting. Consider that. How about that? I thought you meant right now, and I was very confused no, no, by no, no, that. preseason. All right, Kevin Wall, what do we got? So I'm going to be toasting to my cousin Ryan. Okay. So uh, last week I, I got a phone call. Hey, what are you doing next Friday night? I don't know. I don't have anything planned yet. You want to go see Billy Joel with me? Oh, I got an extra wow. ticket. I'm like, well, I've never seen Billy Joel before. <laughs> I, I hear I, I've always wanted to go. So heck yeah, I'm going to go. How much do you want me to pay for the ticket? I have no problem doing that. No, it's on me. Don't worry. We're going to have a good time. So wow. I am seeing Billy Joel tomorrow night at the garden. And it's something I wanted to do for a very long time. It just never got the opportunity to. But my cousin Ryan coming in clutch. I will buy a beer for him, and we I will toast too. to that. So, yeah. Booskies to my cousin Ryan. That's great. Billy Joel I've seen twice. Once when I was a kid, once 2017. Hope he still got it on stage. It's been a few years, but, I mean, it's a great show. My my parents went in November, and my parents seen Springsteen. They've seen Bon Jovi, Eldon John. <laughs> All they the classics yeah, in Jersey. They said, hands down, Billy Joel in November was the best concert they've ever yeah. attended. I saw them in February around Valentine's Day. Oh, it's that's a, right. It's a, very, it's a very tight show. They come on. They plow through it. Yeah, not really opening acts bit. or anything. Right. Nope. You get you probably you might get a special guest. That's a pretty common occurrence. I didn't have one, but every Bruce once in a while. Bruce is home. I know he was in tour in Europe, but he just came home. They have a couple weeks off. Now, so. let, let me ask you this, or Bogues. Maybe, well, you might like this. When I last went in 2017, Billy Joel played a very fun set for a, a good stretch where it was crowd roar for either or song. Yeah, did he do that bit? There's tricks like that. Yeah, so like five songs. Let's say it was like five. He literally did not play the five songs that didn't get chosen, but you would pick which song in the air. It was a fun game back and forth. Yeah, I, I feel like he almost, this time when I saw him, he asked the band what they wanted to play. There was a you decide what's next scenario. But he's got a bunch of those things. Yeah, like that's the soul is the segues into songs. Hands down, my favorite Billy Joel song. You may be right, so I, I assume that will be on the set list. So oh, once cut. I hear that song, Dave's World, that was the opening song to Dave's World. Fun sitcom from the night. All right, Billy Jackalon, what are we toasting? So uh, yesterday we had a a very loud and 
you know, uh, you know, newsroom yesterday. So uh, I was hoping that today would be a more quieter day. So as I parked my car this morning and I'm walking here, I'm just saying to myself, please, just no more. Let's just quiet newsroom, please. None of that today. I don't want it. No one try to leave early. Let's just do our work and just, like, have a good day here. Oh, and no. so far up to this point, we haven't had that. So I'm toasting to that. Okay, toast <laughs> It's a great Billy Jocalone toast. It's a, that's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the idea of Billy hitting the beep beep on his car and then mumbling to himself for three blocks. <laughs> please, quiet. Yeah, please. please. Uh, Silence! Greg Caserta, who are we toasting? I went back and forth on this one. I was going to toast the uh, Jamaican jerk truck that's normally parked outside on Thursdays. I was going to go there for good. lunch today. Jamrock yeah. jerk. Have yeah. you been there yet? No, because I'm not a big jerk seasoning fan. Okay. Another thing so, I don't like uh, I, I'm going to pivot here, and I'm going to toast Noor Alfala, who is pregnant with Al Pacino's child. <laughs> yes, this just done to a news yesterday. She's 29, he's 83, so the fact that she let him get on top of her. Oh, boy. And put Easy a baby oil. in her. I mean, how do you know what I mean, I give her in. a lot of credit for doing that. Um, there's the risk that he knocks his wig off during the act. Oh. <laughs> Um, you know, to hear him go hoo in bed, that's got to be something. So props to you, Noor. Eight months pregnant, everybody getting knocked up on the DA show. Booskies. You know, Sean toasted her yesterday because this showed her commitment, that this is real love. Yeah, she's not just in it for the money. She's actually doing the action. Except yeah, for the fact yeah, that she created another person that's going to get money out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what does he care? He's going to be dead soon. Folks, I'm going to toast... I guess it's the, the, the blanket term would be the NCAA Spring Championships. But in particular, lacrosse, which just ended. Wax. Softball is onto its World Series. And the Softball? baseball postseason just begins this week. Um, hey, hey. Great sports. Great competition. Great afternoon sports yes, viewing. Yes. A little ping of the, of the bat, the metal bats. Some lax, some ground balls. I'm all in. So I'm toasting to all of them for getting me for the next couple of weeks. I like. I always like the lacrosse championships more than we can. Ryan Hickey clearly liked them as well. Yes. Ooh, we got screwed. Well, I didn't like the ending. Prince, they got screwed. I think I have a toast that speaks for everybody who's up at this ungodly hour, I guess a couple hours ago. I'm toasting the NBA. We had forgotten about this announcement, and we're going to finally see it in real time. We are getting an 8.30 p.m. tip instead of a 9.07 p.m. tip Eastern time on the NBA Finals. And for a sport that takes two and a half hours to play, really not that long. But that half an hour can make an enormous difference. We talked about an 8.30 tip for the Eastern Conference Game 7. That game was over by 10.45. I was able to sleep 11 to 4 and get five hours sleep. I will not be a crankosaurus. That half an hour makes all the difference in the world. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing about East Coast bias. Guess what? You've had your national championship games, your NBA Finals, West Coast. (laughs) We've done it long enough with your stupid time zone. Come conform to us. Because you know what? I got news for you. All you people on the West Coast, you know what I would love? A game starting at 5.30 p.m. as soon as I get out of work. So I never understood those complaints. Well, we don't get out of five. Stop it. Stop. Everybody in America manages to take off for uh, the NCAA tournament or baseball opening day. I'm sure you find a way at most jobs you could dip out a half an hour early to beat that traffic and get home for tip tonight. This is your toast? It it started very positive, and now it's veering into kind of— I'm a negative person. Yeah. But I'm toasting the NBA for not conforming to the West Coast people. Give us an 830 tip. Booskies. Booskies. You know, you like to speak for the people. Say you speak for the people. I don't always think you speak for the people, but here you're speaking for the people. Enough of this. You are absolutely right. First of all, I thought nowadays people don't work 9 to 5 anymore. Right, exactly. So 5.30 is not necessarily the hard, or 6.30 local time tonight. You can deal with an 8.30 tip. You can get there, and then you get to enjoy freely the end of all the games. The West Coast always wins. Yes. We don't even have, I remember growing up, there, the Sunday finals games were a 7 o'clock tip. Sure. We, we lost those. We don't have that and, anymore. And you could get together with, like, friends or family, or dare I say your kids can watch. Right. I mean, do you know what it's like when you have to wake up anywhere between the hours of 4 and 6.30 or mm. 3, 3 o'clock and 6.30 in the morning? Any, and I'm not just speaking to me. I'm talking about anybody who's up that early in the morning. Do you know what fourth quarters of some of these NBA Finals games are like? You're watching your bedroom TV snuggled under going, oh, can we stop fouling here? You actually root for the games to end and not for the actual games to be fun. Right. So you That get the, sucks. On the West Coast, you get to hustle home and maybe miss 
the first six minutes and then yeah. freely, easily, no hassle, watch the rest of the game yeah. while we're here pinning our eyes open to get to the finish and line. And not for nothing, the game's going to end tonight on the West Coast. Guess what? You can pump on your, your Vanderpump Rules reunion. Exactly. You still got plenty of time before you go to bed. Yeah. Oh, good for yes. us. I'm good gonna be us. I'm gonna be locked in tonight. I'm, I'm the 30 minute gap. It's you're huge. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. National title games are back doing that, or at least the football side. I love it. We're back as the East Coast. The East Coast is back, folks. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> I don't know where we went, but we're back from there. <laughs> yeah, and that is your thirsty Thursday. A couple more tweets coming in. The gentleman's mop tweets in. Your take on Jeff Van Gundy was so wrong. He and his clown brother shouldn't be allowed to appear in public without their faces painted. Also, Jeff and oh, Mark God, Jackson ruined broadcast by whining incessantly about foul calls. They think we're wrong. Trash. Wow, you're watching a different game, gentlemen's mob. I mean, own your opinion. That's fine. I completely disagree with you. I think Stan's actually better than Jeff. Stan's a Stan great, great in Game Seven. It was awesome. Now, Jack, Mark Jackson, I can do. I don't need Mark Jackson, but Van, wow. the both Van Gundys sign me up. Allen tweets in. How about this? I don't even know where Allen lives. Maybe Allentown. He tweets oh. in. I'll be at Billy Joel tomorrow night. Brewskis or Booskis and a bunch of emojis. Alan, I'll tell you what. You find Kevin Wall, he will buy you five beers tomorrow night, okay? Okay, you wish on that one. The man was just laid (laughs) off. He's got all the capital in the world. He's got severance money. All right? (laughs) He's double dipping. Dixie Landan tweets in, and this is a heck of a picture. The A on CBS quote is going to fire up the retweet on this one. I'd like to toast my wife. Today, we have been married for 10 years. In 10 years, we've added a six-year-old, a new home, and an army of pets. There have been ups. There have been downs. But somehow she put up with me this whole time. I shot way out of my league here. Hashtag Thirsty Thursday. Now, this is perhaps one of the most amazing pictures I've ever seen. I'm even going to retweet this. Dixieland Dan, for his wedding, wore jeans. Oh, boy. Okay. He wore a bow tie and vest that are both printed with, like, the hunting camouflage with the white-collared shirt underneath it. And he's got unbelievable hair and, like, the same coffee ring goatee I had nine years ago when I got married. Yeah. Now he's got the lot thicker beard. His wife, of course, dresses in a beautiful bridal dress. She is, of course, very pretty for Dixieland Dan, who's just, all due respect, Dan, a gross-looking human being. He looks like John Tesh. Yeah. When he recorded the I've NBA on NBC yeah. theme. I've retweeted it for us. It's a good cop. <laughs> we got to tuck in the uh, the white button down, too. Yeah. At least give me that, Dan. This is so... I give Dan credit, too, because this is so on brand. That's fantastic. That he would be dressed like this for a wedding. Like, if you asked me what Dan wore to his wedding, I'd be afraid to say this because I didn't want to, like, insult him. Right, but this is what he wore at his wedding. And his wife actually said, well, I'm still going to be a bride here, and I'm going to wear a bridal dress. Uh, and she's beautiful. Congrats, congrats on ten years, Dan. Building a great family. The crop. Uh, Dan on Memorial Day. Did you see what he ate this weekend? No, I, I think he's. I think oh. he stopped tweeting at me. No, he didn't even tweet at me. But I guess it popped up in oh, like I'm whatever the Twitter algorithm is. Yeah. He had a bunch of family either at his house or a family member's house, and they did like the full crawfish boil. Oh, you know what? I did see oh, that. I retweeted it, and it was like they just put down the paper on the table. Yeah. It looked so. Good. Like, that is a great Memorial Day spread. I couldn't get enough of it. Um, and, I, you know, people I was with all week, I kept showing the picture. I go, you know, here we are making a freaking a couple burgers and some sausage. I go, look what they're doing down. Uh, where is he? Mississippi? He's in Mississippi, right? Yeah. Oxford. Yeah. Yes. Good for you, Dan. Enjoy. Maybe and they Dan. turned up their crawfish boil. They got crab legs in there, too. Yeah. That's, that's a, a lot going move on. right there. Uh, Steven Severna Park tweets, I'm toasting Sean for his ability to anger so many different groups while keeping his popularity so high. Teachers, Ranger fans, mothers, Todds, initial guys, etc. It's truly a gift. Hashtag falling forward. Hashtag Booskies. Thank you. Booskies. Thank you. On that note, I was nominated for Pulse of the People Award in New York City. Uh, over on WFN in New York, the nominees, Kate Upton, uh, Joe Douglas, GM of the Jets, Aaron Boone, manager of the Yankees, Brian Dable, coach of the Giants, uh, to name a few, and me. Yeah, I actually think Kate Upton has backed out of said competition has because she? she was next to you in the lineup. So I, I guess I have a pulse for the people, so I hope I win. I'll, we'll let you know when voting opens up. And So uh, there is voting for this, right? 
I have no idea. Like, I don't know how the whole bit works, so I'm just going to vote for you if there's a possibility to do that. Why would you do that? I'm the most likely candidate to win, clearly, because I have the biggest pulse of the people. If you lose to Stu Finer, I'm going to be really irritated. First of all, don't knock my man Stu. Stu's my guy. Oh, he's great. You don't like him, clearly. No, he's, he's great. I've been a guest at his house. We've hung out together. That's my guy. I only know what I see online, so I, I have no personal relationship. He's with as him. genuine as he looks online. Okay. That's not an act, I will tell you that. Okay. We could talk off here. Yeah. 855-212-4227. Maybe too much of his heart on the sleeve. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> the last guy left standing of the star running back group, it was almost like everybody wanted to get paid at once, by the way. This is what's crazy, and it almost worked against them that they all weren't one at a time. But Saquon Barkley, the Giants running back who had a great year last year, who had a great rookie year, is five years into his career and has had a much injury-plagued career. And while flashed and while great and while brilliant last year, to say he hasn't lived up to the billing as a number two overall pick is an understatement. He has become the rare player in football that is both awesome and still undeserving of where he was drafted. I think that's fair, and I've watched every snap of his. Number two overall pick, you have to be, like, earth-shattering good. He has been right in that, like, he should be so far and above these other running backs good. He's not. He's very good. He's awesome. I love rooting for him. I love watching him play. Although I think he's better than every running back you've mentioned so far. I don't think the Giants are drastically a worse team if Austin Eckler is their running back as opposed to Saquon Barkley. And that's where the value comes in. But they're a worse team. I think they're still a playoff team. And I like Austin Eckler a lot, but I think that the year last year is different if it's him, not Saquon. Okay. Saquon also, we finally saw him healthy. He's a guy who's never healthy. Yeah. But anyway, he has until July 15th to sign, or I'm sorry, to come up with a long-term extension with the Giants. And the Giants, previously in season and right immediately after season, it has been reported that the Giants offered him somewhere around 14 or $15 million per year which seems like a drastic overpay in hindsight. And then what happened was Saquon Barkley played a little hardball. Christian McCaffrey's making 16 mil a year. So I think he wanted, he didn't want to break it, but he wanted to get close to Christian McCaffrey, 15, 5, 16. Then the running back market broke. And the Giants and their and their brass looked around as they signed Daniel Jones long-term and said, wait a minute, we still have the franchise take here. Nobody's paying for running backs. Who are we bidding against right now? Who are we bidding against? We have the tag. We have the ability to tag Saquon, meaning if anybody really wants him, they got to give us some kind of pick, two picks. So Giants tag Saquon. He's yet to agree to the agreement. Now, if he doesn't agree to a long-term deal by July 15th, he has no choice but to either play in the take or completely hold out, in which case he gets nothing. He's going to owe money back. So Boomer Esiason went on radio in New York. Okay, they're the Giants radio station. And said, I hope the Giants and Saquon come to some sort of agreement. I would hate to see him in another uniform. Maybe like four years, 52 mil, 28 mil guaranteed. It's really about the guaranteed money. He's right. To come to a long-term deal, it's about the guaranteed money. But here's the problem. This year, Saquon Barkley is getting, in what will be his sixth year of his career, $10 million guaranteed on the tag. That feels like a pretty good bargain for the Giants. Next year, if the Giants were to tag him a second time, which they have the ability to do so, that number is about $23 million. Meaning, if the Giants have Saquon in year six and seven of his career at a running back position, where how much longer are they really elite beyond that, the most it will cost them is $33 million, And they have the ability this year to say, oh, if Saquon gets hurt again in week four and he's not around, well, then we're not on the hook for the $23 million next year. Right now, it's actually smart business for the Giants to tag running backs back-to-back years, and that's where the running back system is broken because it's probably smart for the Raiders to do that with Jacobs, for the Chargers to do that with Eckler. It is smart business to go year by year, and these running backs have lost leverage. If you want to sign a long-term deal as a running back, you almost have to go the route some of these young prospects in Major League Baseball are doing, which is, I probably can make more money in four years if I wait, but is it worth waiting if I get hurt or something like that to do that? So the Giants have pulled back their offer because they realize they're bidding against themselves, and now there's the fear that, oh, you'd hate to see him in a uniform somewhere else. Based on what? The Giants have all the leverage. If he doesn't play in the tag, they don't have to trade him. He could sit out. The only time he plays in another uniform is when the Giants decide they're done with him, and that might be a CBA thing and a broken thing, but as former players and analysts like Boomer is, and some of these people are, I know you're speaking for your NFLPA brethren there. But it ain't good business to sign running backs long-term, and it's amazing we still have to explain this. 
Well, right, but I, I, I guess, so first of all, in general, I, I'll take any any company can get on, on this fight. And Christian McCaffrey spoke up about running backs this week as well because I, I'll die on this hill. It, there's I think the bigger problem is there's not enough elite running backs for whatever reason. There's just not as many of them. as So, like, there are guys, and Saquon's one of them, that I would pay. Sa- the Giants need Saquon Barkley. I think the Giants without him are worse than you think they are without him. I don't think he's easily replaceable. My concern for him is his injury history. Yeah. Like Christian McCaffrey, same thing. That guy's a difference maker. He's one of the best football players in the league when he's healthy, but he's just not healthy enough. But he was healthy this past year, and he was damn good for San Francisco. I'd want to pay him. I'd want to draft him. We just came off the draft talking about B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. Those are those are legit, talented, impactful players, but they did they live in a world now where we do where they had to be luxury picks. They had to be teams that like it made sense for the Eagles yeah. to take one of them. So it's not this is not for everybody. But you can be in a position where you can pay a running back and it's not a mistake. Well so mm. all right. The best way I can explain this have you ever done a Rubik's Cube? Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. I and I know that I'm in the in the vast minority here of defending them. But how could you defend it if the, the proof is in the pudding? But, because that's the, not how you build a champion. But you can finish a championship build with the running back. And the Giants, you can say all you want about, well, I'll just go get somebody else. And I know it's happened, but it's not guaranteed. Like Saquon Barkley should be on the Giants next year. They are to me definitively worse yeah. if he's not a giant. He so, should because right. he should be just be playing on the tag, and that's the CBA problem. Sure. So, so here's but but there's also a, as I think when we're trying to get to there's a scenario where you're paying him the money that you just said you'd be comfortable doing the back to back tags, and also it looks like a long term deal, but it's really not. So you're only paying him the two tags if that's what the guaranteed money well, is. His agent what, is what's also, wrong with that? Because the Giants also also have tried to get near that as well, and the agent has played hardball. Right. Now, so now, now there, there's a point where also Barkley is wrong. Like I think he, he shouldn't be wrong. paid at, at the exact level of Christian McCaffrey. I, but he's better than everybody else that we've talked about already today, and the Giants need him. But he hasn't so, been. But he hasn't been consistently that much. He's been, he was better last year. He has not been that for five years. He hasn't. I, I, I understand the risk of his of He hasn't his even been a history. top five back over the last five years since he's been drafted. He because hasn't. he's because he's barely playing. He's but that's three part seasons of it. playing and two hurt. I right. Right. So but if you're gonna buy but there's a price to keep him, and I wanna keep him. And the price tag, because of the franchise tag, is somewhat obvious because that's what you work off of. I would rather sign a receiver or safety or something like that and play in those parts. I mean, whoa, what what year what year were you born? I was born in ninety six. Okay. What year did your parents get married? 94. Okay. Kevin Wall's parents weren't even married the last time a leading rusher in the NFL won the Super Bowl. Right. Like, I, I know that— But that, I don't need him to be the number one rusher. Uh, well, That's if, fine. If, but if you're going to make that—be at the top of—the point is, if you're going to invest that much money, guaranteed, $30 million guaranteed, uh, around that, you better have a guy you think is going to put you over the top and win a Super Bowl. And— the truth is that is the one position in the NFL where that's just not the case. Heck, the Giants had our colleague, I think the best running back they've ever had, Tiki Barber, say, see you later and retire. And the very next year when they cleared out the money, you had Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs, and you won two Super Bowls in the next four years after that. Right, but it wasn't because Tiki was holding them back. Uh, you know what? Maybe he wasn't holding them back. But at the same time... And they weren't incorrectly built because they had Tiki. No, but resources freed up, and you were proven that, you know what, this team, we had thing better things we could do with our assets, and it worked out. Now, but it's that's not to not, say well, they wouldn't That's not what happened. Tiki left. He did. So they did not They did not redo their math or their salary cap calculations or go, we need actually a safety, not a running well, back. That I would argue. Happen. I would argue the 2011 team and the salary cap was built... And thanks to the fact that you didn't have Tiki Barber with a big cap hit. But were they going to get rid of Tiki if he was healthy? If he wanted to keep but playing? But you could have had dead cap at all that point. Yeah. I, it, look, it, they, weren't, they weren't kicking but the point Tiki is, to the curb. You can hang on to a running back more than any other position longer than you should because of the way the stupid salary cap works and the guaranteed monies and the dead hits and all the stuff going around there. And the running back lifespan just doesn't... It doesn't equal the way you have to manufacture the salary cap. And it's not fair to running backs, and I think something has to change in the CBA. But it's just not good business to say they better get something done. Yeah, I'd hate to see him in another uniform. I'm a Giant fan. If I see him in another uniform, I see him in another uniform. Thank you for the time you've given me. 
But I, I know that the blueprint is there, that it's stupid to pay you a lot of guaranteed money. But didn't you start this by saying you could pay him back-to-back franchise tags? But I know I'm not locked in. So if they pay him the back-to-back franchise tags and it's only for one year, I'm not taking on a dead cap hit at any point the rest of the time. But Which but, is going to happen even if you give him the guaranteed $30 million. Let's say it's a four-year deal, Bogus. Yeah. Um, and you could spread the cap hits out however you yeah. want to do it, structure it however you right. want to do it. It ends up being a two-year contract. It ends up being a two-year contract, but you will inevitably have to eat some money in years three or four. It's just the way you move these things around. I understand, but we also have seen teams now, they just don't care anymore about that kind of stuff. Like, we, like that's also something yeah, that's, that's well, changing as well, is that you know we've had multiple quarterbacks who have far bigger dead cap numbers. He can't be traded. He can't be moved. Yeah. And they move him because teams know how to finagle well, their way through dead cap space, well, too. Sh- well, sorry, Saquon. Juan, you're also playing on a team that just last year amazingly made the playoffs be- after being in salary cap hell. And because they had their, they have actually good players now, they also have to sign Dexter Lawrence. They're going to have to sign Kayvon Thibodeau, Andrew Thomas at some point soon. You just can't tie up that money in the position that has a less value than these other positions. It just can't. So then, you're, so then your argument should be they should not even entertain signing him now. Uh, yes, now that I've seen the rest of it play out. So you because don't the, want the bottom him on the team next year. And yes, I've talked myself in circles. No, no, no. I want him on the team on the tag. I don't want him signing a four-year deal with this team. I think that's a mistake. And I believe, more so than anything else, what I'm forgetting right now to say. And that is something I've forgotten to say, and I'm still forgetting in real time to try to talk myself. It, damn, it's not allocation of resources I was trying to say. It is, uh, damn, 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 I had a good point. Where did it go? <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> did you cough it up like no! slam earlier? There it is. There it is. No, I had the point. The point was there, and it was the final card I was going to play that was inarguable, and now I lost it. You ever have that moment? Imagine happening it with a microphone on in front Mm. of you. I forgot what I was going to say. The football gods are cursing you right now because your points are wrong. The Giants have no choice but to extend Saquon Barkley. No. They had no choice. Yes. The, The Giants won three games. Because of Saquon Barkley, the two-point conversion against Tennessee, in London against the Packers, sliding at the one-yard line against Baltimore. Did he help them beat Philly at any point? The Eagles are a better team, let's be real. Exactly. The Eagles are Uh, a much better team. And he he has no hand in solving Jalen Hurts. Guess what he has a hand in? Alleviating that pass rush in Daniel Jones' face and stuff. The Giants are not in the postseason without Saquon Barkley. Uh, I I hate to say it. They could have been. You, and the difference between Saquon Newsflash. and Tiki in the past, the Giants had an offensive line. Newsflash. The Giants had an offensive line in, when Tiki retired in 06. You were able to have Amon Bradshaw break out 88 yards against Buffalo. Right. You were supposed to have, you were able to give Derek Ward his five minutes of fame with that 200-yard game against Carolina in week, six, in week 16. The Giants, well, last year the Giants played the Packers and then Saquon Barkley gets hurt in that game. Daniel Jones carries them down the field to beat the Packers. They don't make the playoffs without that game. Saquon Barkley didn't do enough in the tie with the Commanders. That could have been enormous. Daniel Jones and, and Kayvon Thibodeau carried them in the game that they won versus the Commanders on Sunday Football. I'm not denying that Saquon Barkley was a big part of what they did last year. I think you're overselling that the team would have been better you than you think they would have been without He's him. half your offense at the end of the day. So is it He's one... half your offense at the end of the day. You know what? He's that big of a weapon. Right now, yeah, but that's because they invested a second-round pick in him. The point is you can continue to build this. They just drafted a running back in the fifth round. Running backs by committees. Look what the freaking Chiefs just did with Isaiah okay, Pacheco. But now you're making Patrick Mahomes and Daniel Jones the same thing, and Travis Kelsey is not a giant. Okay, so that's not that's not the same comparison either. And just one thing I want to point out, and you maybe you have it better, but I've now read it in three different places. It's a total of 22 mil guaranteed over the next two years. Back-to-back tags. It's 10, and then it's 12. Oh, it's even not, better. It's not 10, and then 22. So I misread this quote, so it's even better. Right. They should so, be doing that. Exactly. And that was Boomer's point. Boomer's point was make a deal that's a little no, north no, no. of the back-to-back tags, and done. Boomer wanted to make it $28 million guaranteed money. So that's money. too much. So yes, what's too, so that's my point. Okay, but now for a 26 mil, what's okay. the $2 million but here's you're, the you're problem. dying no, but on? Here's the problem. If you sign Saquon right now, two-year deal, $23 million guaranteed, that's it. The equivalent of the back-to-back tags. Yeah. Okay, that's not what Saquon wants or what Boomer's in to do. Okay. To make that work, you need to sign 3-4. My point is, in two years, he could be done after this year. You can't have dead cap money tied up in a running back where every successful franchise who wins Super Bowls doesn't do that with running backs. So there's two... I, I'm, I'm tired of this. I bought a Saquon jersey once. I'm they can't win without him. 
BS! They just signed Darren Waller. Newsflash. He's going to be more important to their success this year than Saquon Barkley. But you've, but you're. There's two different things you're arguing here. Saquon Barkley's agent could be asking for fifty million guaranteed dollars, which would be ridiculous. But that does not disqualify the argument of Saquon Barkley should be on the Giants and should get paid something akin to twenty-three million dollars guaranteed no. over the next two years. Those are two separate things. Also, yeah, okay. Well, the, but here it still comes back to the one thing that I, I feel like I didn't hammer home enough, and you did point out. The injuries do matter, bro. You can't hand this guy a two, three, four-year deal, even if the guarantees are a lot in the first two years. Like, there is a better chance Saquon Barkley misses five games this year than he's a pro bowler because his career trajectory tells me that's what he will do. And guess what? The Giants in those games without Saquon, now that the team's gotten a little better and they have real coaching, are going to be fine. These aren't the Joe Judge Giants where they're doomed without Saquon. And you can say all you want about the two-point conversion. Fine, Saquon had his moments. I'm not trying to dismiss him as a bad player. I believe with Brian Dables, a good head coach, they're going to be fine. They're not doomed if Saquon misses games anymore. So let's just, the scenario where Saquon plays this next coming season, and he's very good, right? And then he goes back to injured Saquon in, what's that now, 2025? I'm right. losing track. No, 2024. So they then he's, so they got to, whatever they, they need to have. At that point, he should be gone. He's seven years in and he's You're hurt? afraid of this dead money idea, right? Yes, because so, the Giants have dealt with it too much. And if you're going to have dead money, you better have dead money on like a position that was worth it, but worth like, taking the swing. But dead money's dead money. It doesn't get valued differently on your salary. It went from a, what, what, what position yeah, it went to. But see, this is getting really in the weeds, but... The Giants are going to have to make significant in-house signings more significant than Saquon, including their left tackle, of which it took them forever to get one. Right, but when is that? When is that due? Next year. Next year. Their so star can... safety next year. Okay. So the point is, when you're structuring out these deals with dead money, and then eventually when that dead money comes, Kayvon Thibodeau will be one of these guys. You want to be but able to— But theoretically, Barclays—Thibodeau's next deal should not be affected by Barclays if they structure Barclays correctly right now. Okay, but either way, Thomas and McKinney's will— okay. they, they, the Giants struggled forever at keeping their own. There was a long time where only Beckham and Jason Pierre-Paul got in second contracts with the Giants. They finally have drafted well. And I think a lot of these teams that have this run into this problem of running backs, this keeps happening. Which is, again, why, in the end, it's too late because Saquon was already drafted. You would rather be in the spot of an Austin Eckler or a, an Alvin Kamara as a franchise where you feel more comfortable paying a running back because you, di- you also don't feel obligated to. The Giant fan like Kevin Wall who, no offense, is a lot younger than me, you know, thinks Saquon Barkley's a bigger deal in the historical part of this franchise than he is and feels the need to take him because the Giants invested no, so much capital I, in I think Kevin Wall thinks that Saquon Barkley's a really good player. And it's yeah. okay if Daniel Jones and Kayvon Thibodeau are more important, but if he's the next, if he's the third most important he's Giant, not. then he should be around. Saquon's he's, half the offense. Saquon Barkley, he's half the offense. if I had to rank Giants right now, is the seventh most important player coming into this year. Oh, my God. Okay, but even <laughs> if that's true, that means you should, you should pay him and keep him. But not if he's asking for something that's You can't pay everybody. No, 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 no. Let's not. Let's stop jumping around. We're talking about the theory of paying for Saquon Barkley. We're not talking about Saquon Barkley asking for too much. He could absolutely be asking for too much, and that's on him. We're talking about the value of Saquon Barkley and keeping him on the Giants. And the value of Saquon Barkley, keeping him on the Giants, I'm comfortable with giving him a little more than what the two franchise players guarantee him. I'm not, because he hasn't proven that in his career. He has not proven it. And by the way, Wall, they've now invested in back-to-back years, a second-round pick and a third-round pick in receivers they expect to start and just trade for Darren Waller. If Saquon Barkley's half the offense, the Giants are in trouble this year. Giants are in trouble this year. He should be at... Saquon Barkley, they have weapons out. Yes, they Sa- do. Saquon they have Barkley, which is exactly why, exactly why it's important. But Saquon was half the offense last year. And they didn't draft those guys because they went... Saquon's actually not that good. No, no, the no. The rest of that offense. So even if he's, but that a diminishes third, the value of Saquon to them even, now. It does. Ev- but if he's a th- the third of their offense because of Waller, that's good news for everybody, and it doesn't drastically diminish his value. It's also bad news for the Giants because they should be going more running back by committee. They drafted Gay and uh, Gray in the um, fifth round. Does it matter that the Eagles have fifty-four million dollars in dead cap money right now? Uh, it will eventually. Okay, but they were just in the Super Bowl, and they're probably going to be the pick to win the NFC yeah. again this year, And they've right? also drafted really well, and we're still making up for bad drafts from the Giants and not getting anything okay. out of that. Okay, so again, but you can live in a world where you own you owe $54 million dead cat money. But You're the, afraid of a couple of mil of a Saquon Barkley. Because the Giants, that was part of what got them in the hole. 
855-212-4227. The summation of this is I'm right and they're wrong. When we come back. You should call us the name, too. You usually do that as well when you don't want to talk anymore. Like, we're fat or stupid or whatever. Bozos. Thank Stun you. to a news next. The DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Police in South Carolina arrested a man after he used a toy gun to rob a convenience store on Tuesday. David Joseph D'Alessandro allegedly held up a convenience store using a original Nintendo Duck Hunt game pistol. (laughs) D'Alessandro, 25 years old, barged into a quick stop. On Tuesday at about 5.45 p.m., flashed the toy gun at the cashier while demanding money. He was dressed in a wig, a mask, and a hoodie and had spray-painted the video game pistol all black. So it looked more realistic when he lifted his shirt to reveal the Duck Hunt gun jutting out of the waistband of his pants. He received $300 from the register. Deputies soon found him just down the street from the quick stop in the parking lot of a Dollar General and arrested him after finding the toy gun still in his pants. He was booked into the York County Detention Center on charges of armed robbery with a deadly weapon, wearing a mask, which I guess in itself is a crime, and petty larceny of less than $2,000. Wow, so this is interesting. You could still be charged with armed robbery even if it's a duck hunt gun. I guess so. I understand the robbery and the fear you're striking, but I would have thought the charges would have actually been less when you realized that nobody was actually in real danger. I don't think it matters. I think it's the idea of you making them think it's a gun. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, either way, he's trash, so that's fine. But yeah. I found that interesting. This might be my favorite original Nintendo game. It makes me think of my grandfather. He mm-hmm. loved it. He just gets so angry at it. So it's like nostalgic too. So when you mentioned it, I started looking up to see like what you could what would cost like to have the original gun. I don't have that information yet, but you can buy one new from Walmart right now for yeah. $16. They're back in. But what do you plug it into? I think they Is sell it- those adapters now. But the, like you to use on what you can you fire up your old NES machine. So no, the Nintendo of, Switch. But that doesn't have a that doesn't have a thing for it. So this is a console attachment, or is this it, just a replica so that you can have no, it? No, it's oh that's the okay it's the gun, it is, yeah. and it's got the old school cable on it. But like, how does it work? There's got to be a Nintendo system. I'm so far away from Nintendo. I've still been a PlayStation guy. There's got to be something that we're missing because we have a um we have the Switch, and they sold a gimmicky version like a chicken shooting game and, and it oh. actually came with like a a rifle you like pump yeah. it's nothing like duck hunt it was such a waste of time duck but like i need so to know how i can use this day. bad boy still there is, is nintendo switch is, is are we missing is there another new nintendo system no that's it that's and i don't one. know where you would plug this into that's shocking right it's kind of sad for nintendo they mm-hmm. should have like a it's nintendo i guess they uh what, I mean, what are they doing these days? Are they still... they made a they made a, a better switch with a better display, but okay. they didn't make a different console. Are Nintendo they making new games in. for it? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, they are. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not familiar with the switch. That's why Microsoft getting involved with Xbox kind of ruined everything. I already fell in love with Xbox. It was it was Sega, it was Nintendo, and then it was Sony, PlayStation. So we didn't need Xbox kind of taking Nintendo's storm here. I never had a Nintendo, an original Nintendo. My first console was a Sega Genesis. Man, that's the one thing about having young kids. I haven't played, like, Madden in three years, Call yeah. of Duty. I do miss it. There are days I miss it. Dude, I still play Fortnite. I don't know how you have I the time, lo- I love man. it. I don't know how you have the time. Well, I guess you don't have kids, but, like, the kids, and then by the time I'm... Then I'm watching sports and, you know, the yard work. It doesn't end. I think I cut the sports out. I think that's really where I've bet yeah. my time. I mean, I need time. to for work. I just don't have time. And then, you know, if you want to watch a show or something, I want to play video games again. I want to just sit there and eat seven pounds of Fritos... Mm. Drink Dr. Pepper and pick the belly button lint out of me and wonder yes. if I'll ever lose weight while playing Call of Duty. But like, I know what I'm thinking about later. You you do plenty of things where you have hours to yourself. You can't just carve Not out really, some man. Nintendo time. Dude, last night I finally watched the Chicago Fire finale. It took me oh, five days. thank God. Five days to get through it. See, I would just cross off Chicago Fire no. altogether. And I that frees up a full season of that, that an time. old show? No, that's on no. NBC. I love Chicago Fire. But the problem, the NBA and NHL players, I do pride myself on tracking the playoffs. By the time my kids go to bed, they don't go to bed early anymore. It's like 8, 8.30. Uh, I'm up till 9, 30. I'm usually watching whatever. 
then I can't sit there and play a game if they're up and they're playing. Because, Daddy, give me the controller. Daddy, this. this but there are also days. How where much more you want for my life? But there are days where you leave here and you get home and no one's home. You can't squeeze in a little game time then? Not if I want to exercise. How long do you exercise for? Hour and a half every day. And then I have to, I like lay down for an hour, have a little lunch, and then I'm picking up my kids from daycare. I, I feel like you could figure out a, a, a place or two to Dude, you'd be surprised, play man. some games. There's a lot of times I'm late to pick up my kids from daycare. <laughs> yeah, when does the late charge kick in? I mean, it kicks in every Friday, and I go, woof. But I'm telling you, like, I, I don't have as much free time as you think. All right, when we come back, is Matthew Slater right on calling out the NFL and their BS? It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced oh, Analytics. All right. I think that Bogus might like the results of today's poll question. The question was, will an NBA Finals that features the Nuggets cause you to buy chicken nuggets from a fast food restaurant in the next three weeks? 18% say yes. 81% say no. So again, my theory was nuggets, 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 nuggets. They're gonna, that name is going to be drilled in your head for two weeks, and you won't even realize you're going to get a craving for chicken nuggets. And I predict that this is why Bogus had a problem with the poll, because people can't predict the subliminal aspect of it. Yeah. I think that the number 81% say no will not accurately represent the truth, and the truth we may find out in two to three weeks if there's a way to judge it. Uh, analytics team says Mirazzo's favorite nugget is actually the chicken McNugget, Despite the fact that Wendy's has made a big push in recent memory, the analytics department also tells us Mraz does like a eight-shaped chicken tender from Burger King and that the shape can oftentimes determine the best value taste in a nugget. Hmm. How about that? What's your favorite chicken nugget? Um, I think it's McDonald's for nostalgia, but if I'm just going straight like goodness, it might be Wendy's. Hmm. I'm a big Wendy's guy, but like really? McDonald's just makes me think about being eight years old again. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I I don't hate that take. I'll tell you what I'm out on. People love the spicy nugget craze. Mm. I, I get enough like hot chicken everywhere else. I don't need spicy nuggets. I tried the McDonald's uh, spicy nuggets not too long ago. They were all right. I'm not saying they're bad. I just don't get like, oh, spicy nuggets are back. I'm with AB. Wendy's, when it comes to the nuggets, By the way, better. Real quickly before we toss to the fail, don't me. Bogus didn't get a couple of listeners to get. When I say cracking some eggs to make a tomlet, it's a succession reference, guys. Yeah, I'll take that heat. That's fine. Come on. But again, it's just you're you're asking us to process so many of these, and we're all good at making like speaking mistakes. Yeah, that just seems to be the default response, right? I so yeah. I missed the joke. I mean, maybe the show's become too smart for people with me hosting. It's possible. All right. Now, speaking of not being too smart, I had a lot of stumbles. Oopsies today. Well, you know, oopsies out of my a mouth. Yeah, trot oopsie today. Trot oopsie it is where we begin. It's your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. It's hour number two on the DA show here. Hour number one, if you're just tuning in, Kevin Wall and Billy Jockle. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call this? Is that also a cart? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, good thing the stream is not live because this is terrible. Oh, my. Sean has spent a good part of the last hour telling me and Caserta how good he's been with his workout routines. Lord have mercy. I feel like Bobby Bacala's dad in The Sopranos. Just into the tissue. It's a bad scene. I get you an iron lung. Yeah. But you're okay now? I think so. I got it up. Really, I was trying to feed Raz his healthiest meal in years. Uh, you're lucky, guys, that I didn't puke, because that's one of my least favorite, as with like, the Jody montage that makes my skin crawl. 855-212-4226. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America. But hardest back. of hats for me right now. The hardest of hats. We're back. Smacked by sausage and peppers. Myself. It, it's not allocation of resources I was trying to say. It is, uh, damn, damn. Damn, I had a good point. Where did it go? Oops, I did it again. Where did it go? <laughs> did 
Did you cough it up like no! Lamb earlier? And down the stretch they come. No, I had the point. The point was there, and it was the final card I was going to play that was inarguable, and now I lost it. You ever have that moment? Imagine happening it with a microphone on. No. I forgot what I was going to say. The football gods are cursing you right now because your ah! point's wrong. Epic fail, you loser. That yeah. is why you fail. Epic go? fail. It was What's that the word? It was that kind of day, folks. By the way, it dawned on me. Thank goodness it dawned on our listeners that with no cap, we probably don't have a target demo meme tomorrow. But DA Show Quotes has DM'd us, I think, an awesome one. It's a cap-worthy meme. And put it this way, without any other contenders, it's definitely going to be used. It's cap-worthy. But so, yeah, it's not winning by default. It's winning because it should win. Right. That was the wrong way to put it. And it, it's got the rare cap appearance as well. Yeah. It's This is well done. Dan Fryakarowitz tweets in, I just checked off the last box of my DA show bingo card, hashtag Brewskies. I wonder what that is. That means people are playing bingo with me and you hosting. <laughs> and I would love to know what was said recently that they checked it off. Well, that was passed around the end of like two Fridays ago, I somebody posted a bunch of post-it notes as a bingo. Is that the board. same one? I, I maybe, hopefully. Oh, man, I wonder what it was. Joshua Offenberger again tweets and toasting my daughter Anna. I'm a second generation truck driver that grew up in the cab of my dad's rig. My daughter has ridden shotgun with me this week while my wife, the teacher, finishes her service days. Couldn't ask for a better co-pilot. How about that? That's very nice. And Josh, you know why your daughter doesn't have to do that for the next two months? Because your wife's a teacher and gets off. That'll wrap it up. Thank you to Kevin Wall, your executive producer today. Kevin, take a bow, pal. Good to have you back. We'll see him out in the newsroom for about three hours tomorrow morning. Thanks to Billy Jacalone on the Wheels of Steel. who will be back tomorrow, Billy, on a Friday. Thank you to Greg Caserta on your headlines. No thanks to Andrew Kaplan as we were audio-only bogus. Tomorrow, baby, NBA Finals Game 1. We'll recap it. Thank you. He won't turn on his mic. The mothership disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 